Hey, this is Mohani Love from Let's Talk About It. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Welcome to Mohani Loves Podcast. Let's talk about it. Tonight we have Joseph Shin or Joseph Shine. Which which way do I pronounce that beautiful last name? <laughs> you, you are in really good company. <laughs> I did my research. It's either Shine or Shin. It, it, you did really, really well. So depending on where uh, one is from. So uh, my exactly. parents... Yes. Yeah, yes. my parents chose uh, Shane. So for the for your audience who speaks Spanish, you will be reading <laughs> it just like that. And for yes. everybody else from Europe, they'll be, oh no, that's that's Shine for sure. Yes. So yes. yeah, absolutely. So, I, I appreciate you doing your research. Thank you. Oh, I had to, and it kind of threw me because when I realized, oh, but. I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, Joseph we're, we're all good. He, Joseph is an accomplished DJ, master of ceremonies, event host, interviewer, and the owner of Dance Forte Entertainment, an event company that specializes in creating the soundtrack of people's most memorable celebrations. This is wonderful. He's the co-president of the Southern California chapter of the American DJ Association an organization dedicated to supporting and educating DJs on the business aspect of the art of the gene. So Joseph, let's talk about it. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said that better myself. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so so I, when did your, your love for music develop? Where did uh, you get it from? Did you come up in a household like I did where music was always... Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So um, my um, my mom had a photo. She, somewhere there's a photo somewhere of me. I'm about a year old, and uh -huh. I'm leaning into uh, what they called a potty phone, which is a uh, turntable of some sort. Mm -hmm. And my mom says that that recording was something by the platters she couldn't tell me exactly what but that was what? their favorite at the time uh -huh. and according to her i would listen to it um over and over and over again and i would just, would just not leave it side and i think that's where it all started if i had to kind of like pinpoint a moment i'm gonna say you know what it's that photograph right there wow you know um oh, such a very yeah. young age yeah, yeah. Some, something and, about it just kind of clicked, I guess. So, yeah. when did you start actually DJing? What was the, the right. age that you started? Yeah, 
Yeah, no, you know what? I, I actually never thought of DJing as an option. Never. I, I don't think anybody ever spoke to me as a possibility. Hey, you know what? Uh, DJing might be a really good thing for you to do to stay out of trouble and to really you know, maybe <laughs> create a business and maybe uh, a way of life. Nobody ever said anything like that. Um, it was uh, 1983 and uh -huh. I was actually... Uh, buying music for uh, some friends who were DJs and mm -hmm. I was the roadie and one fine night when they had too much to drink which it's not something you should do if you're running uh, <laughs> any kind of business um, and you know I had my opportunity to what uh, back then they used to say put the needle to the record and I, that that's it you know everybody kind of screamed shouted and you know kind of got under my skin and that was the end of that i've been doing it since 1983 wow. yeah i love it like you 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 you've never gotten bored like like oh i gotta do it again like you really love what you do no no the the, the <laughs> body the body says that right it, it's been a long yeah. time so my, my body says that but my mind never goes there no never really? i i Yeah, no, I, I, I feel it. I feel it, right? As time goes on. I don't have much of a choice about that, but everything that I do have a choice about, um, it's never about, um, oh, or, you know, it, it, I, I can only imagine, uh, you know, bands when they have to play their songs over and over and over and over again. And after they've played them 10,000 times, you know, <laughs> Uh, do they get sick and tired? And I'm going to say, no, no, they don't. They find the joy somewhere else. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the song itself. Um, I do the same same thing. I find that joy um, in... I, I, for me, I find the joy in everybody else. So, no, never going to get tired of it. No, 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 no. Well, tell me about Dance Forte Entertainment. What gave you the idea to form that entertainment company? All right, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of be really clear with anybody out there who might say, "Oh wait, that sounds familiar," because that name is actually stolen. I stole is that. It? Yes, oh. that name is absolutely stolen. So, um, way back in the '80s, aside from being the DJ, um, I connected with a couple of guys who were putting together a synth pop um, group. And they said, hey, why don't you come on board and help us promote our uh, music, help us uh, kind of, you know, get organized and, you know, help us set up equipment and you can do uh, sound and you can do pyrotechnics and, you know, whatever it is that they would let us do back then. Uh, this is still the 80s, right? Uh, whatever uh -huh. they let us do in the clubs. And I did. And the name of that band was Dance Forte. Uh-huh. And it kind of stuck, and I thought that that name was just awesome because uh, it 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 loosely translates to powerful dancing or something to that effect. At least that's what I kind of went with. And uh, eventually, somewhere down the line, I lost track with these guys. By then, they had changed the name of the band like two or three different times. Uh, and I lost track of these guys, and I thought, you know what? Um, I got to do something with that name. And when I started thinking of, you know, kind of growing up and, you know, putting, you know, kind of creating a business with it, right. then that was the only thing that kept on coming to mind. You got to call it Dance Forte. And 
I, I never, you know, I, I don't know if they can, you know, get me for that now. They go, oh, you told a story on, you know, on a podcast. We we have evidence, and then maybe well, they can come question. to me. You pronounce you spell D A N E. Yes. Which, yeah. Which is I, very. Did you spell it that way, or was that their spelling? That was their spelling. Oh, you just took the whole thing. <laughs> I took the whole thing. Yes. No, you know what? If I'm going to steal it, I'm stealing it the way it is. I'm not. Right. <laughs> Taking it all away. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just doing it because you know if they're gonna catch me, you know, can be like, well, we, yeah. If they caught you, what, what would be your offer to, <laughs> to join you to combine? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I <laughs> be honest, it needs to be something realistic. I don't think um, they would join me in this venture uh, if they're any of them are doing music at this moment and I actually think it's the lead singer who owned uh, the rights to everything because uh, the oh. my connection to the band used to be the drummer right and he came on board way afterwards you know he, he, he was from somewhere in the Midwest and we worked together and he said to me you know what this guy reached out to me he heard me playing the drums and he wants me to play the ele electronic drums and stuff like that but that's not what I do you know I'm a rock and I said you know what give it a try because that's the future electronic music it's the future and he said you're nuts and I said no no give it a try you know I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll back you up and you know he started doing it then he called me in and he said hey why don't you join us and that's how that played out so I'm gonna say the lead singer probably owns the rights sorry to cut you off is it EDM music what uh, what they played? No, it was uh, synth pop. So I, I'm gonna say probably the most famous band that plays a form of synth pop is Depeche Mode. Okay. So it's uh, very melodic and mm -hmm. uh, you know backed up mostly by uh, keyboards. It might have um, you know guitars at some point and real drums, but everything is pre-recorded and. Um, or a lot of it is pre-recorded, and he he was very very good at it. He did he did experiment a lot of stuff. One of his um, most uh, popular uh, things that he would do in the club was uh, Brick House. Oh, uh, by the Commodores. Wow, yeah. that's all. He, and, he, and he did an electronic uh, version of it, and oh, oh he, he, oh, yeah. It, me? Hmm? What? What? It was it was about you. <laughs> See, now, now you can now you can come on board and make demands, you know. Yeah, I think actually that's funny. Look, <laughs> so, um, oh, let me. This is what I want to know. So yeah. I'm looking at all the different. You know, you've done weddings, quinceaneras, bar mitzvahs, yes. reunions, holiday parties. Which one is your favorite? Like hands down. If I said you can only do one of those things, which one would it be? Weddings. Weddings, why? Because of the weddings. love? Uh, yeah, I think it's that... Uh, that can, I think weddings encompass everything that everything else has. I mean, um, I think uh, quinceañeras and uh, bar and bat mitzvahs are all about growing up and getting to a place in life. Um, yes. You know, kind of... Uh, you know, acquiring responsibility from the family uh, and the family supports you. I think weddings are showing the family uh, the results from 
you know, that growing up that you've done. Uh, but weddings really, and, and not only that, what happens with quinceañeras are, even though quinceañeras could be uh, from different countries or done a bit differently from one to the next, and bar and bat mitzvahs, you know, they, they, some of them are bigger or smaller or what have you, but the traditions are pretty much the same. Weddings are not. Weddings are not. Weddings are an international affair, right? Mm-hmm. And each one with their traditions and with their traditions that the family has created and everybody coming on board and there's always a learning curve. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and, and I... the music, and the music. I get to kind of explore music from everywhere. If I'm lucky enough, I do. Yeah, absolutely. I see that... Um you when you have this vision you actually create the vision for your clients right but this is what's interesting to me yeah. so have including colors sounds and smells tell me about that smells. all right yes yeah. so this this kind of plays out into differentiating yourself from everybody else right so yeah today's uh Today's, you know, today uh, anyone can go to a store, buy the equipment, and call themselves a DJ. That's it. There's no rules. There's no, you know, it's not regulated. You know, you can just do that. And by rights, you are, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. difference is, what is it that you know? What is it that you're doing as a DJ? You know, and in my case, I chose to really, really kind of throw myself into what it is that my clients need. So in this case, uh, they really needed somebody, or at least my clients, they enjoy somebody who really translates everything for them. So I'm working on the assumption, and it might be wrong often, right? That my clients know nothing about what it is that they're getting themselves into. I'm not talking about marriage. I'm talking about, you know, <laughs> the celebration aspect of it. And why should they? Right. You know, they might have thrown celebrations for someone else, but whenever you are in the middle of it, um, you're seeing it from a different pers- perspective. You know, when somebody is taking a picture of you, you are enjoying, you know, posing and, you know, changing of outfits and yeah. the location and everything. But when you get the photo, you get the photographer's perspective. That's right. a whole different world, right? And you get to see yeah. it in a whole different way. You get to see right. this artistic vision. So imagine that in a wedding, right? Because that gets to happen op- over and over and over again. If the client comes over and says, look, this is what I'm trying to achieve. How do I put this together? Now, maybe an event planner comes on board and really helps them with the, the thicker aspects of it. You know, the, the actual... Um, you know, the actual uh, solid aspects, you know, chairs and venue and tables and, and, and uh, tablecloths and what have you. I'm bringing in everything else into that, um, into that celebration, something that they, you know. So is it actually smells? Well, it could be if they close their eyes. You know, we actually do this exercise. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes and I'm going to walk you through it. And through that process, I'm actually telling them what is it that you smell. Because if you know where your venue is and you can and you know exactly where you're going to be walking through, you've mm-hmm. seen if they have uh, jasmine on the path, and you've most definitely said, "Oh my God, I smell the jasmine. I would love, you know, yes. to be here." Right? Yeah. So 
Yes, so while I'm not actually planting the jasmine itself, but I'm bringing it forth into the celebration itself, it's, yeah, it's absolutely required for them to have that experience. And there is one assumption that I work on, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, is the fact that very often they will not remember a lot of their celebration. Really? Yeah, they they won't because they are what I call in the ether. Mm. Their mind, you know, they are so exhilarated. There's all that adrenaline going on. They are trying to very possibly do everything at the same time. And they are not going to remember a lot of what it is that they did. You know, this is not an this is not by being influenced by anything. This is not by being influenced by the by by gas, by alcohol, by anything else. Not even by love itself. It's by mm. the whole experience, which encompasses everything. Wow. So, so if I can start, you know, having them experience it from the get-go, mm-hmm. you know, they're going <laughs> to... I think their celebration would be even more so. So far, it's been mm-hmm. working just like that. And, and I actually go through that process with all types of celebrations, not just weddings, but weddings really have um, a lot going for them. So we, we don't skimp, that's for sure. So yeah, wow, we, we, that's do, we do everything. It's different. It's creative. It yeah. separates you from everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, now yeah. I know where to go when I have the next big event, right? Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I have a question. Uh, no, no doubts about that. Yes, 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 yes. How to become a great... Okay, this is for my, my audience members who are poor new MCs. Okay, so how, how to become a great public presenter? Does your voice have a lot to do with it? I mean, we know the confidence have to be there. But right. is there a certain sounding voice a person a better presenter than someone else? I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no. So... And, and, and there, of course, you know, there are exceptions to every rule, right? Right. So I'm going to say as a rule, no. And the exception would be, you know, some voice that is, you know, that hurts the ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're going to leave it at that. How about that? You know, we're going to okay. leave it at that. So, but I, I will tell you, um, before I became an MC, before I even got into any, in front of any microphone... I had this doubt, you know, and that was okay. the reason why it took me that long to get in front of a microphone. It took me the first time it happened. I think it was somewhere in the '90s or something. So we're we're talking about a a decade at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then even after that, I actually had to uh, get involved with the same group from which I am now. Um, you know, the co-president, um, it used to be a different group of DJs. If it wasn't for them, I, I think I wouldn't have gotten to the level which I am right now. So I'm going to say that what one would need to do to get better at it or, or mm-hmm. to get to their ultimate ability as an MC is, um, I think, first of all, practice. Practice, practice, practice. And once you think you've perfected it, mm-hmm. shut up and practice some more. <laughs> and and do it in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm. 
and have somebody else listen to you. And if you feel self-conscious about it, definitely have somebody else listen to it. Mm. You're going to have to get through that. You're going to have to get past that. Should you record, you record yourself? Yes, but I'm going I'm to do that with an admonition. You do not sound like what you think you sound like. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So I know you, I know you know this, right? Because uh-huh. you know, you've you've been doing this for a long time and I know you, you know, the the voice that we hear ourselves speak with in an everyday uh opportunity, you know, we it, it's it's the sound that re- reverberates in our head. Right? Mm-hmm. And some of it yeah. goes out and comes back into the ear, so it sounds differently. Now when you record it, it's what everybody else hears. And that sounds different. And I know a lot of people are going like, what? And they, they're going to uh-huh. need to go look it up. Yeah, they're going to need to go look it up. But it, that's wow. why a person sounds different than what they think they do. You know? So, oh, or you hear that. So what yeah. clients should think through before they, they book any vendor? Like, what, what should they think about before they book a vendor? Should it be price before anything else? Um, budget is definitely an important aspect of it. Okay. Uh, they need to be, you know, they need to know the limitations. So if this is the budget, then this is what you can do with it. Now, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people have watched a lot of shows about people getting married and, you know, throwing celebrations and things like that. And they do the math and they go, oh, they went over budget a little bit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people cannot go over budget. A lot of people cannot go, yeah, a couple of hundred dollars over budget. That's not within their realm of possibilities. So you need to be very, very clear. I, I think uh, depending on where you are in what stage of life or, you know, then I think budget is uh, maybe one of the most important things. Uh, but definitely for everything is the vision. What are you trying to achieve? Not necessarily how to get there, but what is it? What's the purpose of the celebration? Are you throwing a birthday party? Is the purpose just to have a good time? Okay, great. Write that down. We just want to have a good... That's the purpose. I want to have a good time. No, I want to create an everlasting memory. Mm, you want them? Yeah, mm. yeah. You want to write that down. Um, I just want to party with my friends. Um, I want to do something out of the ordinary. Or I always wanted to do this. Whatever that... You know, just put that down and then start working towards that uh, purpose. Um, make sure you speak with professionals, but at some point you're going to have to weed out everybody else and only keep the professional that you trust. Or in mm. other words, you've created makes rapport sense. with. Yeah, very important. Makes because they they are creating this memory for you. Even if you, you know, any event you create with an event planner is, you know, it, it's going to be memorable. You want people to still be talking about it next year. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. after yeah. that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You want, you want to continue to relive that memory and, and you, right. it better be a good one. It better be a good one. But, but I, I also want to kind of bring this into, uh, you know, one thing that a lot of, and I know a lot of DJs don't think of it because a lot of people in my group when I brought this up the first time a lot of people went ah and I go really you guys thought about this for the very first time um one thing that uh clients do not think of it is that we are the strangers in your family event 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's only going to be less than a handful of them in your celebration. Everybody else is people that you handpicked. Not only that, you had to maybe go from a list of hundreds to a list of dozens, right? right. Of people you want in your celebration. And what you do what you're doing now, now you kind of handpicking a bunch of strangers who are going to help you do it. So you gotta be very, very um, aware of who it is that you are ending up with, right? So the, the DJ or the master of ceremonies, unless they're family members, you know, they're strangers, right? Your right. event planner, stranger. Um, right. The, if you're having the event at a location, then the captain and the staff, strangers, right? Um, so uh, every, everybody else, I think, oh, well, you know, any kind of other entertainers, you know, maybe uh, tattoo artist, not tattoo artist, uh, henna artist, <laughs> um, you know, anything else, you know, balloon makers, uh, you know, the ice cream guy, you know, you gotta, you gotta be um, aware of who it is that you're bringing into your family's celebration. You know, do you have a, a standard pricing system for your services? Uh, I actually um, have a posted, uh, posted rates. All right, There's, you definitely yeah. share your website when we um when we finish towards the end of the interview. Oh, okay, um, yeah. You well, so it's it, it's actually you're gonna see if uh, if a lot of your audience went to a lot of different DJ sites. They're going to see a lot of the DJs do not post. You know, you need to contact them for pricing. Right. Uh, yeah. I know you're right. You call them and they go, well, what am I doing? How long do I have to be there? I, you have to, I have to charge you an amount because I have to carry guys with me, people to help me. Yes. Yeah. So we, we have that too, but we get mm-hmm. you started. So, you know, our presentation is, look, uh, more than likely your event will be this many hours or this many hours or this many hours. That's what we kind of presented that way. We, you know, for those who don't want to do a lot of work and a lot of people don't, you know, it's already there. So, you know, we, we chose to do it that way, or at least I did. And then uh-huh. I rented by a few other people that I trust and they said, no, 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 that's a, that's a good idea. So, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. What is the DJ MC consultation process? Like if, if I want to book one, how should I consult with them? Like what is the process that I would go through with them okay so uh yeah so first of all i'll find that i find out you know what what's their comfort level um nowadays you, you know that could be you know um you know a zoom call uh mm-hmm. might be a meeting in person find out their comfort level and then go from there um a lot of people just want to do text and if that's what how they want to do it that's how we do it um and then uh, the first thing that I do, the very first thing is you have at least one question that's kind of nagging at you. Let's get that out of the way right away. It doesn't matter what it is. It might be pricing, you know. Uh, it might be, you know, how do you pronounce your last name? You know, I don't, I don't know what it would be, right? But let's just get that out of the way. That way we can have a real conversation about this. And then um, I'll, I'll do a little bit of an interview, you know, asking him about Again, you know, where, um, how many, uh, for how long, and then we'll start kind of getting a little bit deeper about their vision. Now, uh, most consultations will last not more than an hour, so I, I ask that they 
kind of have that in mind. Um, I know a lot of people won't even spend that long a time with a potential client, right? Because they're not a client at that point. Um, right. But um, it, it all depends where the client is. And, I, I, you know, it's a matter of kind of like really finding out, you know, if they have the time to do it. I, you know, I've met clients uh, that I've done numerous events for them. By now, our consultation okay. was like, you know, 15 minutes, maybe, you know, 13 minutes. Because they knew what they were like, huh? Yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah, they were like, let's go, let's go. Yeah, you're the guy, let's go. Yeah, like, okay. I love your photo, by the way. Your photo speaks volumes, especially when it's like, so you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's my, uh, yeah, my, uh, uh, yeah, very, that, confident, very yeah. confident, strong. I, you know, um, yeah. I would like for you to share with my audience two last things mm -hmm. the event planning process and celebration etiquette. Celebration etiquette is something that I don't even know if we really know what the etiquette is. To celebration, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want you to tell us, and I'm like, oh, I've been doing that wrong the whole time. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you right now, those two subjects are really a law, a whole podcast on its own. Uh, but I, oh. I can, yeah, I can probably uh, give you a couple of nuggets. Uh, so the event planning um, it, it is part of the consultation. So we can get a lot done in the consultation. And then after that, it's a matter of uh, keeping in touch um you know the longer we have to plan it the better uh i've often said look if you want elephants in your celebration i can do it for you but we need time for that because of all Are the permits be, attached to that you right can really do that? well I, I've, I've never tried it but yeah yeah we we, we could uh, you know i what? i know people i'll make some phone calls and we'll go from there wow but but i'm gonna tell you right now the cleanup <laughs> is a mess so. Oh, I can imagine, and that's what you pay for. Oh, yeah, that would very often be enough to go say, you know what, that, that's all right. We don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to do that. But, but the wow. Have, so celebration yeah, yeah. etiquette. It, well, etiquette, so etiquette will change from um, community to community, uh, from nation to nation. Uh, very often mm -hmm. it might be attached to religion. Uh, but I will say, uh, since I am in California, I think okay. etiquette is, uh, you know, people go like, oh, you know, being, um, you know, being fashionably late is fine to a wedding. No, no, <laughs> this is not about you. That day you're there for someone else. So no, do not be late to the wedding. If it says be there at five, you know, try and be there at 430. Wow. Um, so that's that's one. Um, um, this is not the time to air out grievances. <laughs> um, you know, you only do that for Festivus, and that's you know a totally different holiday. Um, yeah. So what, I, yeah. What Please. has been the strangest thing? And this is the last question for real because you are so you have so many exciting. <laughs> you're exciting to me because you uh, you're. I have so many questions for you. What's the strangest thing that have ever happened to you during an event or happened, period, like you've seen? Uh, I, yeah, I, I totally have the answer to that. Uh, well, <laughs> it actually happened to me. I'm going to give you this one. 
it okay. was the very first time that I did a wedding. Uh-huh. And it was the first time that I was on the microphone emceeing. And um, <laughs> it was uh, it was way back uh, when I, I didn't even move to CDs yet. So I had only vinyl. And I didn't have all the music that the, you know, that they wanted, especially uh-huh. the mother of the groom. And mm-hmm. this woman who stood maybe four foot ten kept mm-hmm. on coming up to me and pounding on my shoulder because I wouldn't play the music that she wanted. Oh. And they kept on dragging her away and she kept on coming. She would come over and said, you know, play what I told you. And she kept on. Yeah. Was that and- strange? Yes. Was that you know, uncomfortable. It was because that was the very first time and I didn't want to disappoint him. Doesn't matter what. And nothing like that has ever happened since. I've seen some uh, some other really weird stuff. But uh, I think that one for being the very first time where I was confronted with that, uh, I think that forever is going to be my most. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. Wait, I know I had another one more. What <laughs> the project, right? What other projects you have in the works that you can share i want to know okay yeah so okay all right so we (laughs) we, we're we're at the beginning stages of this so um so i'm in uh i'm in los angeles and i'm in one of the suburbs you know called the san fernando valley and i'm very involved with the community here and you know networking and going to meet people in person, shaking hands and what have you. So working with another event planner um, and, you know, the, my, by the time that we're done with this might be a number of them um, uh, working at this, uh, uh, you know, venture. Um, we're going to start doing uh, um, wedding uh, galas. You know, we're going to open up certain locations and we're going to start hosting uh you know uh fashion shows for weddings and we're going to introduce uh you know uh grooms and brides to be and anybody else who's getting married to uh you know the variety of vendors uh, around here and in greater los angeles um there's a lot here to be had there's a lot of creativity here in the you know where we are and i don't think that we are tapping into it i don't think even i know everything that's out there not to say that i somehow should but uh i yeah i'm i've you know i've been at this for years shaking hands and meeting people in person and every once in a while i come up with somebody and i'm like how did i not you know know you on how is it that we haven't crossed paths before and and i kind of want to not have to say that and so uh, that project is um, uh, going. We're putting the final touches. Um, I'm hoping that at the beginning, uh, well, you know, by wedding season, you know, so it would be around this time. So by hopefully beginning of next year, we'll have it all finalized. And then, um, you know, we'll start doing these, I don't know, maybe two, three times a year. Really? Yeah. Not- so I know if I get married again, I got to call you up. I want angels playing beautiful music up in the in the in the ceiling <laughs> well, 
we we can do that. We just need to find somebody who will insure that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and insurance is a big thing, right? It, it um, is. It's a big thing. You know, I'm gonna leave that for your uh, listeners. <laughs> Make sure your DJ oh, and MC is insured. Yes, I. You know, that was another question for you, but I believe I'm going to have to part two. You, we have to book another day so we can talk about it. Absolutely. Wow. You just so say one. You just say one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Could you, we, we could zoom it. Thanks. Yeah. Could you please share your website with everyone? Um, yes. Uh, so it's uh, D-A-N-S-E-F-O-R-T-E.com. D-A-N-S-E-F-O-R-T-E.com. You know, Joseph, you you actually took the whole name, huh? <laughs> I, I, I took the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I was so surprised that it was available. Okay, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So yeah. Joseph is also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, also, MohaniLove.com. We'll have this interview on the site along with his information. So and, thank you, Joseph, and we will part to you. Uh, absolutely. Pleasure. Thank you very much for having me here today. Oh, and guys, thank you for listening to Mohani Love's podcast. Let's talk about it and never forget that I love you.